Hey y'all, I hope everyone is doing well. My name is Dr. Nina, your host for the Now That's Life podcast. I'm a licensed psychologist and tenured professor creating content to help you along your personal and professional journey. I share stories from my own life and things I've learned to help you live a happier, healthier life. Today, we're going to revisit some of the classics from my YouTube channel. These are some ideas and life experiences I think everyone should hear, not just my YouTube audience. And remember, if you enjoy this content or found it useful, please consider leaving a review. Positive reviews are your way of telling the algorithm that this content is worth listening to. Now, with that said, let's dive in. Today, we're going to talk about some of the basic self-care things that we can do for ourselves, especially when we feel low, stressed, or even worried. And when we have other obligations like relationships, family, and work. And I want you all to share with me as well down below what's working for you these days. And if you feel like you're falling off the bandwagon, tell us that as well so your sisters and brothers here can make sure that we keep you uplifted. Make sure that you see your doctor if you're having severe issues that are causing you to struggle with your mental health. Y'all, one of the first things I've learned to do is to make my space healthy. Research by Dr. Sarani, a top psychologist who studies depression, shows that creating a nurturing space can help revitalize your mind, your body, and your soul. Very little things like letting in the sunlight or giving your place or your space a good scent can improve your sleep, but also help to boost your immunity. Lemon and lavender are things that y'all know I use across my body, across my home. I've shown you guys how I make different oils and things like that to put on my body. While it's great to revitalize the body, soften it out and all of that and add to the enrichment while mixing it with other oils, it also keeps you calm. And lemon and lavender are two of the best ones and most commonly cited. I also use these in my oil diffusers to give me a sense of calm. And I also use little lavender packets in areas that are darker, more damp and things like that to make sure that it boosts the mood in those areas like your closet or small spaces and areas. And with that, y'all have asked why I'm so meticulous, so overly organized. I have to be, it keeps my mind at ease. The basics that happen for me nearly every day is meditating, listening to music, keeping my space night, neat, organized and clean. The way that my space looks and feels often dictates how I look and feel. Also try doing even small nice things for yourself and rotate those things so you don't get bored. I try new projects. I try new things with my dog Bella when she's not sleeping, of course. I try new games. I get into new hobbies and activities and clubs. And when nothing sticks, I try new things. I get into new learning tools, skincare items, movies, small food items, or even a new drink. I reward myself when I do things for myself that add to my well-being. And it's my birthday week, so what better of a time? I'm not much of a drinker, but I do enjoy an occasional one, especially when it's clean like my eating, delicious, and I know the ingredients within it. I also like to make sure that I set realistic goals for myself. When you're down, you gotta keep it super basic. I mean, as basic as getting dressed and taking a walk every day. If you set goals and then you achieve them, you're more likely to try new things to bring in to achieve as well, which will lead to you feeling better about yourself overall. But don't beat yourself up, y'all. Some of us are doing good just to get up and put our feet on the ground with everything that's happening around us. And if you don't do everything that you've 
plan. Don't be so hard on yourself that you tell yourself you're a failure. You're not. Think about how to try again later, but don't overly pressure yourself or overdo it. What I share with my students, clients, patients, colleagues, and friends is that if you continue to do things as you did them before you hit a low point, even when you don't feel like it, you're breaking a funk. You're breaking a cycle of behavior, which could help you look more promisingly towards your future and not get stuck where you are. So even if it's a small movement, move. It's also important to look after your hygiene and your overall appearance. Now these might not seem like a big old thing when you're stressed, depressed, anxious, or any of the above. But even the small things like taking a shower, getting dressed, combing your hair, brushing your teeth, all of those things can change not only how you look, but how you feel about yourself. They can also change your outlook. But if you're having a bad day, and it sucks, but yet you look in the mirror and you enjoy how you look and it makes you smile or you see something that you spot that makes you smile or reminds you of something that you've had or connects you to a good time, like a dress or a shirt or some earrings, you know, whatever it is that makes you feel good, it literally can change your mood more than you know. As opposed to walking past the mirror, looking away that you don't enjoy, that you don't like, that makes you feel even worse about yourself. Do you see how something that small can change just the way you feel about you? So schedule these things in and if you're having a hard time remembering, set alarms in your phone, put it in your calendar so that an alarm goes off and lets you know, hey, you need to at least take a shower now if you haven't all day. Hey, if you haven't gotten dressed, get dressed now. This is gonna help you with your overall outlook and also give you something to look forward to. This not only cuts down on the funk that you smell, but the funk that you might be in overall. And it also gives you more of a positive outlook for your life because you feel better. You feel like you have a purpose. And even if you have nowhere to go, it makes you feel like you care enough about yourself to take care of you. And you know that you can continue with that. Getting a real daily schedule helps everything for me. This really does help me get some structure in my life, even when I'm feeling low. If I can't think of anything to do, at least my list is telling me what I should be doing or at least pushing me to do some things on that list. Have some set times for doing things that keep you more at ease. Cook at certain times of the day and keep the time similar. Have time set aside to read a book, commit to a hobby, or just do something relaxing. I find that the more that my mind races, the worse I feel sometimes. And sometimes it just takes me sitting quietly, doing nothing or just relaxing and giving my mind some peace. A break is oftentimes what we need in order for us to calm down. Next, it might not be a bad idea to try therapy and actually go or attend your virtual sessions. Stigma has really been placed on receiving needed help. Even if you have no diagnosis or no negative mental health per se, it's a good place to go to hear an objective voice. As a psychologist, y'all know I'm all about it. And don't just go and say, oh, I know this won't help. You're gonna get from a process what you give and what you expect. So give it time. The difficulties that you've developed didn't happen overnight, so they're not gonna go away overnight. And when you feel better, you might be tempted to skip a session or even 10. Push yourself to attend all sessions and even share with your therapist why you feel like not coming. It's good to discuss and find out where you stand. Your therapist could even make adjustments or even help you think through why this might be. Are you defensive about a certain topic? Are you trying to hide something that you wanna avoid 
avoid discussing. Discussing it can help you make changes and even make progress. And the same goes for if you've been prescribed medication. Missing doses can stop effectiveness and cause you a lot of issues. Walk this through with your doctor until they listen. And you heard me right, until they listen. Maybe you can change your dosage, figure out what's going on and get the best treatment for you. And if not, move on and find someone who will listen to you. This is your health and you only get one mind and one life. Now y'all, this may seem very silly, but try to be positive, even if you haven't been positive. Write down three to five positive things about your life every night before you go to bed and reflect on them first thing when you wake up in the morning. When I'm struggling, this really helps me and it could be very small things. Like, I like my smile or my big heart. Whatever it is, now is the time to give yourself permission to love on yourself. No one in the world is gonna give you that permission but you. And I urge you to try, even if it's at a lower level. And during the time that I'm at my lowest, I avoid the people who are toxic. And while we can be the more toxic people when we're at our low points, some of us are not. And even if we are, you still shouldn't complicate that with more toxicity. Toxic people literally suck the life out of you like life vampires. These people can be deliberately mean, envious, judgmental, and also competitive and downright exhausting. Now, sometimes it's not realistic to be able to avoid them, especially if they live in the same house. But if you can, limit the amount of times you have exchanges. If there's people that really do shine and really do help you get your mojo back and you can share with them openly and be around them, try to cling more to that than you do to the negativity. And don't allow yourself to fall into the negative toxic web of playing or replaying things over and over and over again. Try to limit your exposure to those people and increase anything that you can find that's positive. And I mean anything. I've also taken great care to know my triggers. When you know exactly what pushes your buttons or you know in general what pushes your buttons, you can stay away from it or limit it as much as possible or be prepared for it when it heads your way. Sometimes we run right to those people and things and hurt ourselves. Yes, I might be on YouTube, but everybody that knows me very closely knows that I'm very guarded with what I share. I'm very in control of that. And I'm also very careful who I let into my life. I also watch what I take into my spirit like what I consume on TV or what I take away from other people. When I feel spirits or the heebie-jeebies, I get away. And when your triggers are known, you can share those with other people who actually care about you in your life to create boundaries. When some people know what they do to bother you, especially when they're not a psychopath, <laughs> they usually want to accommodate you. And even if they're not perfect at doing it, they'll try to at least avoid it to keep you in a more comfortable space. But you also have to watch what you go running to as well. If you're running head first into things that you know trigger you, you need to check you. And when I'm down, I'm making it a bigger point to eat well, sleep well, and move around. Poor nutrition can increase our exhaustion levels and also mess with our thoughts and our moods. Foods that are rich in folic acid like avocado and spinach and omega-3 acids like salmon and tuna can help to ease the symptoms of depression. So overall, a balanced diet can help you be more stable. Sleep balance is also super important. Keeping a consistent sleep and wake cycle along with maintaining healthy sleeping habits helps to balance your mood and also your mood swings. And when you're down, it seems almost impossible to move around. Believe me, I know. 
but moving actually decreases some of our sadness. It's good for me to start small with even gentle movements, like stretching or even doing household chores. This helps me to get some movement in even when I'm down. And when you work your way up, try doing more things like walking, playing with your kids, your pet, anything to keep you stimulated just a little bit more than when you're completely down. Every step counts. Also, it's important to share with a network that cares. Only speak with trusted friends, confidants, mentors, family members, especially when you're very down and sharing your feelings. And if you don't feel like talking face to face, maybe sending an email, a text message, something to help get some things off your chest or have someone here that you can trust. And another great idea is joining safe havens online and groups where you're safe to talk about the different feelings that you're having and share that with different people who share some of those same things that they're going through. Like my Dr. Nina's mentorship group on Facebook is free to join. There's lots of conversation and lots of people who have things in common. So I hope you guys have truly enjoyed this video and that you find different ways to really ease the issues that you're having right now with self-care and taking care of yourself during the times that you're down. Yes, it's okay to get down sometimes. It's normal. We're human. Thanks so much for watching guys. Beautiful brown baby doll. Peace. I want to thank you so much for listening all the way to the end. And look, if you made it here, I want you to know I appreciate your time and your attention. And if you found this to be enjoyable or useful, go ahead and leave a review. I would love to hear how your experience has been different or similar to mine. Make sure you share this podcast with your friends and family members, especially if you know they'll benefit as well. Now, I hope to have you back here again next week. Beautiful brown baby doll. Peace.